Nope. Oh, yeah, we're yeah, we're good. That works. Hey, take two. Sometimes technical <laughs> things happen. Back to words. <laughs> Resetting, still rolling. All right. Um, so that's how you turn things around. You know, you get a, a talking to from the coach and the GM, and you think it's going to sink in immediately. And sometimes it takes a couple uh, losses and a couple push arounds to finally kick these guys into gear so um yeah maybe next time we do it without taking two or three game misconducts and instigator penalties and all that but there is a there's a middle ground and i see justin shaking his head at me you and darty were calling for this exact thing last night this exact thing not exactly this i even said i don't need them to fight people it's the things after the whistle it's the little hits here and there just to remind them that they can't do it throw the big hit back like it was look it's an overcorrection i will take it because they need to send the message loud and clear immediately and then you dial it back from there you know it's it, it, exactly like what you're saying is probably what the guys came back and said to keith when he's like okay maybe not that it's like you said go out and hit somebody you said fight everyone you said if we somebody gets hit jump them and that's exactly what we did and now you're saying don't do that kind of yeah don't do all of that because literally the, the only two goals they gave up tonight were on the power plays that they gave up because of <laughs> these instigators. They didn't even ask contacts. to go. They just dropped the gloves and went at it. Like if Domi waited three more seconds, he probably would not have got that instigator. And really, you, you've somebody... got Geo. Go, Sorry, go Roscoe, for it. I, was, I was just going to say, you've got Geo stuck between generations. He's like, okay, which one do you want? I've got this like I, I will fight everybody and instigate everything or i will do nothing you you have it one way or the other yeah and what it, was it a mistake that they listed him with two game misconducts or is that actually what they called on him like he got 20 minutes well it, it shouldn't have been 20 right off of you that play because I, yeah. I believe yeah i believe anymore when you get an instigator you get a 10 mm-hmm. okay because on it might have just been a mistake on NHL's tracking, but on the game center, it did list him. I had to go back and check because it's a 29 penalty minutes for Geo. I'm like, that's that sounds kind of impossible. But let me check what they have him at now. Well, he had 17. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's ni- 19 now. So it was a mistake when I looked at it earlier. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, are you looking at your like wish no, hockey stats was, again? I, again, I knew you were going to fucking say that. No, I was looking at NHL. <laughs> And then I pulled up the shift chart to see when he was back on. So I thought it was kind of funny that Geo spent like whatever it was, 17 minutes in the box and then comes out and immediately gets a penalty like two shifts later. <laughs> and, like, and hey, I've, I've got like the grubby 90s like jerk police stash going on from every 90s movie. So I got to keep grilling. You that's a dirty mustache, do. my friend. So, <laughs> that's so filthy. <laughs> Like, is it still a uh, Hall of Fame induction night? Or we am I looking at somebody in a time machine from the fucking 70s here? Uh, My Gartner special. Look, so we see Domi uh, channeling his dad and Geo jumping in, both of them coming to the rescue tonight. It is, like we said, it's what we're looking for. But, you know, you got to be careful about how you go about these things so you don't take the extra minutes that are unwanted. Like taking somebody else off the ice for five minutes, fine. Like if the guy who threw the hits willing to fight you, great. But uh, you know, like Sadie said, wait for the the right opportunity. Don't take it in that dangerous way. But to, uh, I forget how to say it. Tavarni Matthews, whatever her name is on on Twitter. I'm sorry. 
um, shared the clip from last season with uh, with Stamkos and uh, Matthews where Stamkos didn't get an instigator while the ref was holding him. He pulled away and grabbed Matthews like it's it's so stupid that we're going to get called for this because we're not known for it. So it's like it sticks out like a sore thumb with this team. I really hope we we didn't lose any of Sadi there because I know we're having some recording problems. Are we good? He's good. Did we lose you for a sec there? Did it stop recording? Okay, we're good. We didn't lose any of the take. That's okay. We'll we'll just keep an eye. We'll maybe we can just keep it short otherwise. Um, so, uh, yeah, look, this is what we wanted to see. And even though they take a bunch of penalty minutes, the results are still good. You know, you outscore the two that you give up on those power plays. And, uh, here we are with a five, two win, uh, after a back to back where this team has been on a pretty bad skid as well. It's, it's nice to see, and hopefully they can carry it on to, uh, Sweden. Oh, how sweet would that be? Beaner, just before we hopped back on here, uh, Domi was a goal away from a Gordie Howe hat trick tonight. Oh, that'd be sweet, considering he's had quite a uh, a slow start. And I mean, really, was, this was. Uh, oh yeah, go for it. You were saying something before. I say, what I was trying to say was like those two instigator penalties in the first, like totally changed the landscape of this game. It was like a well-rounded effort from the Leafs, especially with like a third and fourth line, because Matthews didn't even play like four minutes in the first. He played 16 minutes in the whole game. It was interesting dynamic because of what happened in the first. Yeah, I mean, like, just uh, I missed the first couple minutes because we were out for dinner, and I see the shot clock. I was like, wait, why do the Leafs only have five shots here? What's going on? But then when you piece together, like, oh, with all these penalties and everything, like, if they spend this much time, what was it six penalties in the first period alone, I think? Um, you're uh, you're not going to get those opportunities, and this is not a team up until now that has been hot on the penalty kill. So, you know, this is what you get. Well, and against the highest scoring team in the league right now, too. Like, definitely was was a good sign to see some of the things we saw. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, let's play the intro and start the show. <laughs> <laughs> This is my first time. For your Toronto Maple Leafs. And this is the Leafs Late Night Podcast. So um I got a question for y'all. Do we think Klingberg was actually fighting? any injury yesterday or uh, was that just a um, media suppressed healthy scratch <laughs> that was a way to get Dreger to shut up at, well, at the same time <laughs> telling Klingberg that you gotta play better yeah <sighs> yeah I mean we called it the unhealthy scratch it was it was really like the way to hide him from the media and from the team and just send a message like, look, this is, this isn't it. We're paying you a lot of money. Get your shit together. Um, how do we think he fared tonight? A lot better. I thought his positioning was a lot better. His uh, outlet passes were pretty good. I found this is one of the best games he's played so far. Yeah. Really slowed it down and wasn't, uh, didn't seem like he was looking to jump in at every opportunity and, yeah, and, you know, 
tuning out the defensive side of the game like he was really <laughs> trying to watch and pay attention slow everything down so that was nice to see and having him and McKay both in the lineup uh, we get a better look at what this Steve is supposed to look like so that's nice we just need Timmins back man fuck he also did only start he did only start one defensive zone shift and we lost Sully again oh man Well, I don't know. We might cut this back together. We might start from the beginning. There's. Let's just let's talk about the fourth line tonight. <laughs> Starting to stop it all over the place. So, uh, the problem that we were talking last uh, night about was David Camp and Ryan Reeves cannot figure out what they're doing out there. And uh, I guess the solution tonight was just let's pull Reeves out and put Bobby McMahon in. And if that didn't breathe some life into David Camp, that fucking huge hit did because he was half decent <laughs> tonight and yeah, may good. or may not have tipped a goal in. McMahon was great. Gregor finally scores because he's earned one. Like I felt so bad for this guy on this shitty fourth line. He's trying his heart out. And finally, Keith manages to put something decent together for that bottom three. It's, and they were great. It's an interesting thing because last season with the Rangers, Reeves played 106 minutes before he started getting benched for games or like sat out. And this year, I think it's 101 or 103 with Toronto. So it's almost the exact same timing. Holy shit. That's wild. Like... What? Uh, who didn't do their homework there? <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think that was just a way to shut the media up, right? Like, because everybody just always said, "Oh, we need some toughness. We need some snot. We need some this. Like, we need someone to go out yeah. there and pound someone's face in when they're ragdolling Matthews." Okay, yeah. If this was nineteen ninety eight, for sure. I mean, yeah. again, you say like that, you but had like Kyle that, Kyle Clifford and people like. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the problem is like the Kyle Cliffords and the Wayne Simmons, we just, again, with Ryan Reeves, it's the same deal. We throw someone on the fourth line and say, oh, be careful because, you know, the next shift after you do something, we might throw this guy out and handicap ourselves to have someone get up in your face. Like, that's not the answer and it never should have been. And I don't know why they keep going down this route. Like, the whole idea should be the culture of the team going towards backing each other up and just being more of a cohesive unit. And, you know, we've had lengthy discussions about how this needs to come from the top down, but like bringing in a, a fourth line player is the opposite of top down. That's trying to manage. It's not like a deterrent. Like have a guy who's, who plays like seven minutes a night in impact the entire team somehow. Think about what he did at the end of the Sens game. He was out there for the last 30 seconds and he was just trying to fight anybody he could see. When we used to do that shit in like Bantam and Midget, our coach would tear us, a new one. Like, you guys played like shit the whole game. In the last 30 seconds, you're acting like a warrior out there. Like, what are you doing? No one's being fooled by that. It's not deterring anybody. His five on five play is god awful. Like, if you look at his plus minus, it's just not been good whatsoever. So, the fact that Camp had a new line out there, you could tell like he was rejuvenated by it. Like, he was actually playing well. Yeah. And I mean, like I was saying with Gregor, this guy's been all over the place trying to one-man army a goal out of that fourth line. And finally, when they give him some decent line mates and 
you know, in McMahon, which again has given, like, I was thinking about this. We were ripping on camp, or at least I was, for not playing up to his, his level last year. And the more I thought about it during this game, like, what was the um the the mission or like you know what was he supposed to be out there doing because if you're sticking him between gregor and reeves you've got one guy who's fast and has a good shot you're a defensive center and the other guy's a slow like veteran brute who's kind of useless right now like what do you really expect david camp to try to do here like he's this was not a, a cohesive line it wasn't doing him any favors so i mean as much shit as i was giving him he wasn't set up for you know any success so now with with mcmahon there it seems that this is a, a line that i wouldn't mind seeing run back a couple games yeah, yeah realistically like they should have been sorry go ahead <clears throat> i was just gonna say realistically they should have been a little more responsible defensively like they shouldn't have been as big of a liability as they were you couldn't have mm-hmm. expected many goals out of them. Like, okay, Gregor's got some speed and he's got a shot, but without the other guys being able to be there with him, you can't expect him to do too much. But they were just god awful in every aspect of the game. Yeah, well, you yeah, nailed it right you... there. Though. Like, he has speed though. Like that allows Camp to go in front of the net and deflect that shot, like he did, because he doesn't have to compensate and be one foot in the offense and one foot in the defense, right? He's not covering for Reeves there. Like he can actually play that spot. Yeah, because it seemed like Gregor would rush up and try to get something going, but because Camp was weary to follow him in, you know, you the puck turns around the other way and all of a sudden you're short a guy. Everyone's out of position. Yeah. You've got Reeves pointing over here and Camp pointing over there. It's like, oh fuck, nobody's got their stick <laughs> in the right place and puck goes in the net and they're minus eleven. Like it was hard to watch. That's exactly line. it. Um, so otherwise, let's work our way up the lineup. Third line tonight, also looking fantastic. The um, was that Domi, Yarncroke, and Robertson. What a difference Robbie's Nikki made Bobby. on that line, man. Want to go fast. Got to go fast. Nikki Bobby. <laughs> I mean, Yarncroke. Did you see how jacked he was when he scored that goal? Oh, God, yeah. Like, yeah. I thought he was going to have an aneurysm or like pop a blood vessel. <laughs> Yeah, he, him and Gregor both uh, looked so hyped to score tonight. I mean, I know Robertson's already scored this week, but uh, man, that guy's hyped to be here. And I think he, he he's happy because he knows that if he keeps this up, it's really keeping him on this team. And he's, like we've talked about so many times, this guy's just had his, his shots with this team stunted so many times. So it's nice yeah. that uh, this might be the time where he uh, he can stick around. Like him at this rate, you can't send him wall. down. It's like all it's your crazy. AHL calls. When's the last time the Leafs had a string of AHL call ups that have made a difference like this? Um, like the time that they brought up Hyman and like Needlander <laughs> and Marner, and <laughs> but those weren't even really AHL call ups. Those yeah, were just guys. I know who made that the was just can, right? <laughs> yeah, you've had a straight run of them. Legacy, Robertson, mm-hmm. um, McMahon played great. Like there hasn't Domi been. Domi looks like a different player playing with Robbie right now too. Like it's it's really permeating through that whole line. Well, I think and the fact that he's playing center too kind of helps because with the added responsibility, you also have more freedom, right? Yep. 
So it allows 100%. him to kind of open up his game and flow a little bit with the flow of the game, not just skate up and down the, the wing. That's a good word. Like, he looks a lot more open and relaxed. Like, he is actually flowing to his game right now. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I like what I see out of this team. This is the first time that it's not 50% of the goals or more coming from the, uh, the core four. We had yep. Willie scoring tonight, which I'm glad if anything of that core four is going to score. I'm glad it's him to keep that streak up. Now it's at 15. 15. It's got like 20. Well, how many points is it? We never, I don't think we ever confirmed how many he had. I'm going to check Yahoo Fantasy. How about that? That might be the most. What accurate. is with That's... you and checking these off <laughs> brand? What is, yeah. what is, <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't go to NHL.com well or anything? You just, no. like, not even TSN or Sportsnet. You're going to fucking. Circle K. 22 22 10 goals and 12 assists if i'm correct yeah 22 my god he's gonna get paid yeah oh yeah and i love that he's on the streak going into sweden and yes i do know that when i say all these things king of sweden i know he's from calgary like i'm not stupid but i also like come on he's swedish he plays for they're gonna love him there yeah I was gonna say he's born in Calgary, but he is he is Swedish through and through. Like, yeah. yeah. Look at that flow. He is Swedish. That's gonna be so fun. Ta- when he tackled Hall of Famer Lundqvist when they won the World Championships a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, fuck, man. And second line, like the, even they were fantastic tonight. I'd say the the only line that was a little off because they didn't get to play much for the first half of the game was the first line. And once yeah. they were out there, they, they looked great. Oh, speaking of, we did not talk about this. And now that I've got Sethi here, we can have a little fun. Um, Mitch Martyr's shootout goal last night. <laughs> totally planned. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I call Controller the Inspector Gadget goal. I don't know what else to call. Like, <laughs> like just accidentally getting exactly what you wanted. You know, like that was insane. He must have lost that thing three times before he put it in the net. Like that's a way to throw the goalie off when they just have no idea when you're going to get control of the puck again. His hand-eyed puck awareness is just like next level. Like he totally fucked that up. He said three times and he still managed to bury it, which is maybe 1% of the league can do that. Yeah, it's it shows like that level of he's not thinking about it because it's muscle memory, but because he's, they're all a little off. It's like, fuck, he keeps losing it, but he's so good that he can get it again. Like most people would just lose that. And they're like, ah, shit. Well, I blew that one, but I cannot believe you managed to put that in the back of the net. Like that was the most insane shoot. I've ever seen. Anyway. Um, so other good things tonight. I mean, the, the penalty kill looked a little better other than the two that they let in overall it looked okay i guess sammy was realistically terrible. yeah, yeah sammy, sammy wasn't terrible much better game um yeah posi- positionally he he was really good he's still giving up some pretty juicy rebounds sliding he's not too. yeah but not near as bad as he was like he was sliding like freaking crazy. It looked like that penguin from Mario sixty four. Like <laughs> the was, way, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back a thousand. <laughs> like he, <clears throat> he was sliding all over the ice earlier this year, and tonight he he was much much better. So th- that's there's a yeah. lot of positives in that, and just the, the overall compete from everybody. Like 
Roscoe, I'm sure you were happy. I know Darty's off somewhere just ecstatic because the compete after like every single puck battle, clearing the guys out front after every whistle, like they showed a little bit of grit tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's just insane that it took like a couple shitty games still after getting the talking to and being told that this is what needs to happen, that it finally sunk in. Like but I, I don't care. We're still early enough in the season. We're not at twenty games yet. They can uh, they can still figure this out and have an insane November December like they did last year, and then just coast the rest of the year. So I'm fine with that. You got to remember, like this is always tough for this team because they're you you know they're probably going to make the playoffs. That's their main goal. So the regular season was always going to be tough. We're going to go through these moments, and hopefully we're past the moment of this one. Right, like they're over this hump of being so shitty right at the beginning. I mean, you hope so, but it's like, can we just have a season where we don't have 10 minutes into the first period where anyone starts giving a shit and not an abysmal first 14 or 15 games of the season? Like, it's just, it, it's so insane that other teams don't do this. The Boston Bruins are 11, 1 and 2 or whatever. Like, it's it's just so annoying that we just can't have nice things. That's all. Like we'll finish well, the season with over a hundred points and still have like the worst first three weeks of the season again. Yeah. But I, I'm okay with that because we'll actually have a chance come playoff time. Like Boston broke all these records last year and then eliminated in the first round. Tampa okay. broke all these records years ago and then we're swept by Columbus. That's fine. I just, you don't have to take the absolute hardest route possible like it seems like no one else takes this, you know, highway seven route that we're taking. Everyone else is on the. Is this your first highways. year as a Leafs fan? I just, well, I think that's what's crazy to me is that it doesn't matter who's the coach, who's on the team, who owns the team, who's the GM. Like it just, it's insane that this is something that follows them. Is not starting games mm-hmm. on time and not starting the season until November. Like. I just, I don't get it. It's so frustrating. <laughs> well, some of that could also be the fact that due to the hard cap and the way this team is structured, you have a lot of changeover every year. Like mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, that's true. This year right? especially, so, I find. Yeah, so it could take that first month and a half, two months just to gel with your team and get used to how everyone plays. That's a good boy. Sorry. Oh, it's getting late. I've had some late nights out here at Leafs late night. It's in our title. But, oh my God. <laughs> oh, it's called life. getting old, Johnny. I know. Yeah. Can't do this Just wait until anymore. you have kids, buddy. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, sure. What else do we So, blah, 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 blah. other things tonight. Well, well, that all depends. Are you are you piecing our 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 mistakes earlier, or are we starting yeah. fresh? <laughs> no, I'll get that all in there. <laughs> you have already heard us talk about. So I'll there just might not be a video. That's all. The whole Willie thing is pretty impressive. Like fifteen games is nothing to scoff at. That's he. You can even tell, like on the power play, like they're starting to go through him. He's the guy right now. Well, yeah, and the way he's moving around the net, like in front and behind and just dancing through defensemen to get the puck there, like it's a way that we haven't seen him play before. Like he's been very 
kind of like if 100%. the other team gets the puck, he'll back off. You know, he he doesn't normally go down behind the the goal line. Like he's a very different player this year. And, Even uh, like when I hate to say that it's because it's a contract year, but <laughs> like when he crosses the blue, like he can be going a little slow, and then he'll take a really quick step, and all of a sudden he shoots it, and the goalies are not expecting it, and like his shot is off the charts right now. Like what he's doing offensively is catching everybody off guard. Like, do you think maybe it has something to do with the fact you have two years in a row in the playoffs facing someone like Kucherov and seeing how he plays and how he can affect the game? And then last year you face Kucherov, and then immediately after that you face Kachuk. Like, wingers who can get in the zone, can grab the puck, and just dominate. Like, I know Kachuk and Kucherov are definitely different, but... They, they both have that same ability as a winger to just be able to completely change your offensive zone time. I do think that you're on to something there because like he has, although like he doesn't play the same style as those two players, he's a game breaker. Like He can change the game on a dime like that. And he's it seems like he's a lot more confident in doing that this year because for 15 fucking games in a row, he's been doing it. Yeah, and I think there's definitely a point there where if you're playing multiple games back-to-back against the same team, you do get a better look at how different players play than you do throughout the rest of the season. So they've kind of had that chance to see a lot more of Tampa over the last couple of years. So, you know, somebody like Kucherov, that is true. He could be taking notes after uh, all the series they've played against each other. And oh like my you gosh, said, like we're he's, all getting tired, eh? He's not like a player like Kuchar... Kachuk, like he's not going to break the game over with a hit. He's going to be an offensive guy. That's what he's going to do. And he's just been excelling at it so much. Like it's really, really fun to watch this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, I got a question here from Discord. This is from Scott. Uh, I'll stop resetting what page I'm on, Discord. What ill effects may the team face for all the travel involved with the Sweden trip and playing just two games through the next 12 days? Oh, it does really? suck that they are starting to figure things out and they immediately go on a, a break. Like, I think the conversation would be different if they were still on the slump or if they had, you know, been on a winning streak coming into this. But the fact that they've just gotten out of this slump and are, you know, just on that uptick, it's it's kind of a hard yeah. time to lose that momentum. I think, like you said, but momentum it's... is a bigger thing than compared to fatigue because they have so much time off. It's That's not going to be a huge issue. It's just, It's disrupting the rhythm right now. Yes and no, because with how disjointed the play's been, they don't really have a rhythm right now. So really, True. you get you get two wins to end your your homestand before the little the little trip overseas. So that puts a little bit of relaxation in the room, a little bit of joy. The guys can go over there. It's a once in a lifetime experience for mm-hmm. like this type of scenario, right? <clears throat> so. I think it it should be used as a positive, help the team gel a little bit. As Darty said last night, get rid of the clicks. Like, have everybody <laughs> spend time together. Yeah. It, seeing the sights in Sweden, like, Nylander's going to be a rock star over there and showing everybody around, everybody, like, the places that they need to go and stuff like that. So, in Don't the go long to five run, different th- restaurants. Go to one restaurant together, please. <laughs> yeah, and to further your point, like it gets you away from the media spotlight in Toronto too. Like it's just you get away from all the negative energy that's been happening this beginning of the season. So yeah, it, it could be a very good thing. 
Yeah. The team would be smart to bring Sundin with them just to be like media cover for the Swedish reporters. Just every time they come around, just, hey, Bats is here. You want to talk to him? Guys, go, He's go, our ambassador. go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it'll be, uh, that's a good point. It's uh, it's a break from the craziness of Toronto for this team and some time together. And um, yeah, that, that should be good, um, especially with what they are starting to come together on here. And that's, teamwork and sticking up for each other so hopefully it, it's not a bad thing but i do think there's going to be a bit of a hit there just the fact that other teams you know there's not a lot of them going on this it's only like what four teams or three going four yeah four so you know they are all kind of at a slight disadvantage it being the middle of the season here and them having a longer mm-hmm. break than everybody else so uh they'll have a, a compact schedule somewhere else because of it i think that's going to be more of a hit to the Leafs than this will be, but you know we'll see how it all plays out. If tonight's an indication and they can start rolling four lines like they have been, though, that helps them a lot more with these close clustered games, opposed to Again, like true. not being able to roll that fourth line. Yeah. Um, Justin, anything you want to add? I got other questions here. Uh, I was just going to say, like, this season is already going to be a weird season schedule wise and a lot of extra media attention with the all-star game anyways. Right. So hundred percent add, adding, adding something like a European trip in there. I don't think it's going to be really the end of the world. So further to this trip, Mike, the fanatic a friend of the show asks, uh, Reeves will be told to stay in North America as the team makes their way to Europe. Right. Joking. Of course. Well, mostly <laughs> new lines looking pretty good, pretty, pretty, Pretty good, which I am supposed to have a soundbite for, and I have lost it. I have too many of them, and I have to like. If that's something I got to message these guys about too, is like make me a folder thing for all my sounds, so I can find. I'm stuff. feeling pretty good. Pretty, 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 Why? pretty good. Pretty good. You'll be there because someone Four has to play the music. <laughs> He's just the aux cord. They pay one point yeah. three five million dollars for an aux cord. <laughs> I get it. Trust me. Oh my god! <laughs> just a way for the Leafs to say a big f you to Batman. You give us a hard cap. We'll just sign this guy for over a million just because. <laughs> oh fuck! Um, yeah, I. He'll probably come with them. He might be healthy scratched again, but I don't think they can uh, afford the media stir of like leaving him behind. And it's like, okay, are they trading him or waving him? Like, unless they do wave him, I don't know. Well, I'm also kind of interested to happen. Like, technically, Bobby McMahon was somehow an emergency call up today. Wait, really? How'd that work? According to Cap Friendly, and Cap Friendly's information is more accurate than information you get from the Ottawa Senators. So. (laughs) (laughs) i'm not wrong (laughs) yeah fair enough uh sheldon keith tells reporter that bobby mcmahon will draw in for healthy scratch ryan reeves Hmm. and john klingberg will return to the lineup replacing simon benoit that was for tonight yeah 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 the loaned Pontus Holmberg back to the Marlies. It doesn't say anything about it being a. I don't, like, I don't feel like they're going to yeah, keep I don't understand. Reeves up for too long. 
they're gonna try and put it back in at some point. I don't understand how this was a emergency call. Neither like, do I. If you healthy scratch yeah. somebody, how is that an emergency? Help. <laughs> we have an emergency. We signed a shitty Maybe you had the same injury that Klinberg had. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot how to play Itis. <laughs> uh, Southpaw Cal, fun guy. Does Keith come up with an all-Swedish starting five in Stockholm? <laughs> Willie, Yarncrow, Klingberg, Lagesson, Pontus Holmberg. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fucking chance, but I, I act- wish that would be hilarious. I actually wouldn't be surprised if something like that happened, if there's some sort of allowance that they can bring over extra players. Um, well, yeah, because like, what happens if someone guys? gets hurt while they're there, right? Yeah, yeah, you must be afforded like an extra reserve player, too, kind of like the Olympics or something like that. <laughs> Taxi squad. Like, look, at, look at last year for the Hall of Fame <laughs> game when... Um, when Selming was in the house, right? He did that. He put all the Swedes out there to start the game. Yeah, maybe it's not as crazy as you think. If we still had Lilligrand, could do it. But you, yeah, I don't you think, think he's going to come out there and yeah. Pontus Holmberg on defense. They should Lilligrand bring Lilligrand. Can, he can drop the ceremonial puck. <laughs> they better bring him just to, like, you know, come on the trip. But he's probably got to stay with, you know, medical staff and trainers. I miss Lily. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure how that would work. Yeah, me too. Lily and Timmons. Once we keep saying how shit the defense is, but it's like we do have a couple guys still hurt. But last year, yeah, just getting McCabe back thing. to you, like. Well, when McCabe's looked like the first couple of games of the year, he didn't look himself. No, no, he didn't. Not at all. Tonight, I thought he looked pretty good. Like. Yeah, that's right. we're gonna have Zadarov. You're hoping uh, to get week, so. Oh yeah, fuck it. Oh, sorry. Jesus Christ, Johnny. God, I know Zadorov and Tanev. What's what do we think of this? Oh, that's okay. Last I, I heard, we were getting Zadorov, Tanev, uh, Markstrom, and Kadri. <laughs> so Ooh. it was gonna be like the Gilmore trade all over again. Interesting. <laughs> but I mean, in all honesty, would you take either of them, and what for? I'm not as sold as Zordarov, like as everyone else is. I, I think he's a middle of the defense type of player. He's a free agent after this year. I wouldn't give up a ton of assets for him. I think there's other people you can get later on in the year. Good point. Like if you could somehow swap out Klingberg for Zordarov, sure. Bunch of but yeah, like realistically, like he's he's a good he's a good defenseman, but he's not. A Norris Trophy defenseman. He's not a one or a two. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'd be fine getting Tanev. I've always had a soft spot for Tanev. I've liked the way he's played. Same, but same thing. Like you're, you're gonna you're gonna probably have to give up more than it's worth to get him, especially considering all the salary cap juggling you'd have to do. Yeah, I just think it's interesting uh, choosing a team like Calgary, not just because of obviously Bradford Living's history there, but like the fact that they're in a similar position of oh, no, this isn't working because the Leafs are in a, a spot where if they want to make any kind of trade, they know that they're up against the wall and they're going to get fleeced. So you have to yep. kind of pick a partner that's in a similar position where they're like, you know, we also <laughs> should be better than we are and need to make a move. And we don't really know what move to make. So I and think why that's wouldn't kind of you wait until later on in the year, like where 
the market's a little softer than it is right now because teams can dictate whatever they want this early in the season compared to yeah. closer to the trade deadline. Yeah, everybody's panic mode right now. So yeah. Benito the Pass of Town. Uh, I just want to thank the Leafs for helping me not be bullied as much while living here in BC. They got pretty cocky out here. This may lead to an alliance. I like it. Hey, man. <laughs> I don't know about an alliance, but uh, yeah, at least give them some, some fodder to go back at them. It's like every time about- the Leafs lose to the Sens, we get just fucking shit on here. How about Quinn like- Hughes being minus 17 on his career against the Leafs? Or how about the Whoa. Canucks? I think they're in the last like what ten or twelve. They're like what ten and two or something, or two and ten in Toronto. Like their record in Toronto the last couple of years is atrocious. They won their first game in Toronto last year in like nine years or something like that. Yeah, it's absolutely wow. brutal. Actually, on that note, I just saw the Habs beat the Bruins tonight for the first time in four years. <laughs> years that's not not like at home like at all <laughs> and they're in the same division like yeah 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 i mean to be fair the bruins have had a very very good team and the habs have had a very very bad team but that's still like yeah. i mean the leafs you, you lose some bad ones like the leafs have lost many to the sends and habs over the last few years on the bruins like it turns out the Rumors of the demise have been greatly exaggerated because they are unreal Fuck. so far. I wish one year they would stop making me look like a fool. I know, I know. me too. <sighs> like, what is in the water in Boston? This is crazy. Uh, New Zealand underscore Canada underscore in between at Dwight Frey. This is one of our fans from New Zealand. Shout out. Uh, four games ago, I was questioning Keefe and his ability to change the structure to create a full defensive effort. Tonight's game showed a massive improvement on defense from everyone on the team. Not a question, but a great comment nonetheless. Um, I was also questioning Keefe. Uh, I don't know if this was a matter of somebody allowing him to do what he wanted to or maybe somebody forcing his hand. So be interesting to see how this shakes out if it was an I told you so or a, um, on Keefe's side or a, an I told you so from Shani. So... This is uh, Keith going into the dressing room saying, guys, if we don't smarten up, I'm going to get fired and you're going to get stuck with Joel Quinnbell. So <laughs> maybe start playing. Listen, better. boys, I really need this one. <laughs> Did you see uh, after the Oilers lost to the Sharks the other night, Woodcroft, he was walking off the ice. Him and his assistant were like, I think that'll do it. Like, yep, like we're getting fired tomorrow. <laughs> but oh, they did. God. They lived to coach another day. And um, it's. I mean, I'm sure Keefe will, too, because like everybody says, MLSE hates one thing and one thing only, and that's paying coaches that are not coaching. Yeah, because they don't have any money. They're fine paying anybody else to not do their job. We have an entire island of guys that we're paying to not do their job. But You would like to believe that Keefe is at the forefront of these moves, so like that's what we hope for, right? Yeah, I hope so. Because I know, like, with a new GM, it might be like, hey, we got these guys. We're paying these guys. These are the ones that I want. This is the team I want. So you need a little separation of church and state. Like, Shani can't be fucking doing these day-to-day calls. Yeah. So I think now that things are not going well, um, moving Reeves out, I think, seems like a Keefe play, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Just 
if management brought him in and, and is forcing this thing, you know, in the media and a PR move to be like, you know, let's let's try to shut down all this chatter around us not being tough enough. You can't just immediately throw him down because then it's, you know, what did we get him for? So I think he was kind of forced to play Reeves until it didn't work. So that, you know, he that did play him a long minutes, time, yeah seems to be the uh, the amount that you need for PR and then you can move on from him. It's crazy how that aligned. My god, no kidding. The guy makes like what's that $100,000 a minute? <laughs> if this is it for his career with the Leafs, million million bucks for 100 minutes. I don't think this is it at all. Like we're going to see him periodically. They're going to try and fit him back in this roster, but for right now, you just you got to go with it's rolling. You like you, they haven't rolled four lines this whole season. No, this no. is the first time they've had a chance to do it. Like exactly. And if if you're able to send him down, that should free up enough space to allow Timmins to come off LTIR. Who's going <clears> to <throat> claim him? Like no, no one's going to. Please, nobody's claiming anybody. <laughs> Speaking of our out to soupy. Our poor guy out in the A right now, too. They send him down and they play him the next night and he just gets fucking lit up. Like, what were they thinking playing him right away? I don't understand this. Like, poor Jack. Like, the whole point is you it's conditioning, right? Like, conditioning isn't let's rush him through a bunch of games and hope he gets better. Like, fingers Let crossed. him process it first. That's the point. And then, like... Have a day with a goalie coach, you know, just put him put him through like just some training stuff, like, you know, book him some time on the ice with the a couple know, practices, your, like your goalie coaches and like whatever it is. I don't I don't know, man. Putting him right into a game there is not it. His confidence is obviously not there. If you know I thought it was such a anything about move. this guy, it's he it lives and dies by his emotions. You know, this yeah. is the thing with Jack Campbell, and you can't just let this broken guy keep riding his broken bike into uh you know <laughs> wherever he's headed oh yeah he's he's constantly battling the, the like fighting the fight in between his ears right and 100 like he's a, a great person nice like such a, a nice guy and awesome interviewed like love hearing him talk and and seeing him interact with his teammates but goaltending is is an odd position and if you lack even just the slightest bit of confidence in your abilities, it spirals quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Although they're up four it's nothing right now, so. Oh yeah. Yeah. The one time I benched Skinner. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Over the crack and holy. Blues yeah, are up six one over the Avalanche, and I benched Pavel Buchnevich too. Fuck me, that boy. Yeah, it's so I'm losing it's nine one this week second. for me. It's halfway through the second, and the Kraken have six shots. Oh, that's bad. That's really bad. Uh man, Buchnevich has two goals already, and one on the power play. Oh, I'm the worst. <sighs> you don't think they're gonna clean out Colorado like that? No, no, no. Okay, so uh, one thing I wanted to touch on last night, last thing tonight. Um, we got reports that a certain bounced around player signed 
with the Arizona Coyotes. And then uh, we promptly heard that his contract was terminated because the Scottsdale Police Department had arrested him. And I am, of course, talking about Alex Galchenyuk. And the video has come out. And all I can say is, oh, my fucking God. Like, I have never watched a video of a celebrity, whether they're athlete, uh, athletic, an athlete, or an actor or anything, and been that floored by what I've heard come out of someone's mouth. Like, that is some crazy, violent shit. Like, that's scary. You, your, your first reaction for this guy is like, he needs some real help because he's got some extreme demons that are... I mean, everyone just witnessed them, right? Like, this guy, he needs a lot of help. That, that was such an unfortunate thing to watch. Yeah, I mean, the the the... Some of the choice of words, like yeah, unacceptable. Like I, I don't want to get too political or anything, but I can pretty much guarantee you he's a Putin supporter. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he seems to he seems to flaunt yeah. the uh, the the fact that he's maybe connected to some uh, powerful. If Moscow's his backup, yeah. Like... Yeah, if you're able to just say, you know, fuck this, I'm going back to Russia, you're in a good position. And, you know, you have to be a certain kind of person to be in that good position. So, um, but the fact that he's talking about, like, you know, oh, one phone call, I make one phone call. It's, un- it's crazy. One fucking phone call. And, you know, your whole bloodline, like, you're like, it's absolutely insane. The shit that I heard come out of this guy's mouth. And the fact that he thought that he would just be able to walk away from this, like, holy alex this is a guy like how many teams did this guy bounce around like the it was a third overall pick yeah he was and like another interesting thing like the guy played for usa internationally did he really yeah oh yeah he did like oh nine ten and 12 13 even like when he played for the Leafs, like he was not bad. Like I thought he was all right. What do we got? Canadians, Coyotes, Penguins, Wild, Senators, Leafs, back to the Coyotes. The Sens, wow. Yeah. Um, then Colorado, and then back to Arizona for a third time, which is insane. And then that Arizona again, Arizona. Yeah. I, I actually cannot believe that he ended up going back to Arizona for a third time. He said, fuck it. I got a place there still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still paying rent. Yeah. yeah. And then that never happened. And uh, SK St. Petersburg, 20. This is the crazier thing is he's playing in Russia. Like he walked At away this very from moment? all this. Yeah, he's playing for SK St. Petersburg. Like, when was his last game? He's played 27 wow. games this season. He's got nine goals and 10 assists. And you'd like, <laughs> can I even? I know, right? Can I see the. Fuck. It looks like he's currently playing. Yeah, I'm trying to pull up, pull them up right now here. Yeah, I'm sure he's not going to get a fucking sussy playing in. St. Petersburg right now for what he did. He's playing with um, a couple NHL prospects. Wow. 
Um, is playing uh, with Matvey, Matvey Michkov. Yeah, the guy from uh, Philly who just drafted him. Yeah. Is and, he not playing there? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Mikhail Vorobiov, Vorobiov from, uh, also a Philly prospect who's got 17 points in 22 games. And Alexander Nikish, Nikishin, who's a, I don't know, NHL writes Carolina Hurricanes, 23 points. Anyway. <laughs> It seems like they're still they're actively playing right now, like SKA St. Petersburg. My point is in all of this is that it is wild that this dude was just able to Yeah, he played today. <laughs> he hasn't he had an assist and a shot on goal today in a four two win over Neftekimic. Neftekimic. H C Neftekimic Nish Nechem. I, I can't <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but C plus for effort. How the hell did this guy walk away from that and just hop on a plane and join SK St. Petersburg? Like, who do you act? This guy knows people. Like, he must. Mother Russia, Russia, baby. This is what I'm. I mean, like, you know, you you said it. He's a he's a connected guy with the. If you listen to like government. any stories from. Dudes like on spinning chicklets who have played a year or two in Russia, like it is wild. It's the wild west. Things go on in the background that it's you would never ever ever dream of in North America. I just I can't believe that you can't find any of the contracts or anything. Like none of it's public, so like we have no idea what <laughs> Alex Galchenyuk signed for there. He's probably like... paid in cash. Exactly, and you know, as great as that is. At the end of the day, the guy skewered his chance of ever playing in North America again, as far as I'm oh, concerned. Like, I don't think any team can over. touch this. There's probably well, he, no, like he, warrant for him to be in jail and <laughs> like Yeah. He clearly doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. That that too. I mean, he might be at the point in his career where there might be more money for him in the KHL than there is. Oh, like a thousand versus, percent, yeah. Versus how far the money would go for him being there. Like, if he's offered only, like, a PTO and league men here, but he can make Exactly, like, like two... even if he wasn't such a piece of shit, like, what would a team offer him more than league minimum and a few bonuses? Yeah, so I think it's sad to say he kind of came out in the best possible way he could have from the situation because um, he treated a bunch of people like absolute garbage. And um, was, I mean, that's putting it lightly, to be honest. Yeah. It, it definitely is. Like, you, and I don't care. Apparently, there were some people online defending him, saying that he was drunk, he couldn't help himself. No, you, you, you don't act no. like that when you're drunk. No. I've been drunk. I've never threatened to make <laughs> somebody's bloodline into a bolognese sauce and used a bunch of racial slurs. So, I don't know. It's like that when um, Roseanne went on that tirade and she's like, oh, I was on Valium. And Valium's like, racism is not a side effect of our drug. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, you are in control of your own actions. Just because you bring in an inhibitor and you choose to do that, like, you you, you still... We've all been overserved yeah. at some point and never said anything really close to this. Like, that's not an excuse. Well, and... Yeah, the things that 
do come out. I mean, you can argue this, but like, it's not like you're just making up some shit that you wouldn't have ever thought of while sober, right? Like this, this guy wouldn't be threatening things if he didn't actually think he had a leg to stand on there. Like these are things yeah. that he keeps to himself and, you know, doesn't have to flex, but all when I do, oh, fucking oligarchs. <laughs> Drunken that... words or sober thoughts. Yeah, yeah it's an easier way to like put it. like a baddie from a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie or something like it's, you can't fucking be well, playing hockey and he doing sa- that. He sounded how you, th- you would think Guy Boucher sounds. <laughs> 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 oh okay just a you know hard right turn into something fun that reminded me i saw an ad for something it was called um here 007 road to a million have you heard oh, of this I, I was no. browsing amazon today and i saw this it's i'm like, like a did game I... show exactly my first thought was did i miss a trailer for a james bond movie and then i google mm-hmm. it and it's a it's a reality show basically from the what i understand too. It's the dude from Succession. Unreal. This guy's the biggest like asshole. He hates what he does. I can't believe he's the host of this. Well, if you look up, apparently he thought he was saying yes to being in a Bond movie. Are you fucking serious? (laughs) His agent is 100% fired after this. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, he must have been so miserable. It's oh. it's basically Amazing Race, but with James Bond branding slapped over it. Like they they just have to go around and solve puzzles and like chase down a, a villain. But it's it's just it's so silly. Apparently, it would. Uh, what I've read is it would make more sense if it wasn't a James Bond themed thing. It just was a reality show. But instead, here we are confusing. Literally fucking everybody down to the guy who's hosting the show. <laughs> I feel like oh man, I have to watch it just to watch Brian Cox because if you talk to his succession castmates, he was just a prick. So if he did not know what he actually signed up for this, he must be so miserable. Hollywood Reporter Brian Cox says he joined 007 Road to a Million thinking it was the next James Bond film. <laughs> thought this was my moment so i said oh finally they're getting me to james bond movie he continued yes of course he quickly learned that there was no script or there was no james bond movie (laughs) competitive series follows nine pairs of everyday people who head out on a global adventure through several bond inspired challenges for a chance at at willing at winning it should say nice one hollywood reporter winning a cash prize um that's amazing. So they race. owe him like a role in the next James Bond movie, right? Because he's yeah, going to come they back. Have and to, just... Like, yeah. <laughs> it'll it'll so be funny. in somewhere as like the new director of uh, TOSS or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's all I got. You guys got anything to close on? <laughs> no, I think that's, Probably it. that's not. it for me. All right, well, I'm going to cut all this uh, together and we're going to, uh, that'll be it. FYI, I'm so sorry. Everybody, don't worry. Good luck with that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more. I can't believe your cat lets you do that. <laughs> oh, buddy, you have no idea the things I do with this animal. <laughs> he lets me do whatever I want.